I'm Michael Malley, and this is The Mindful Storyteller, where the subject always is stories. Storytelling, story reading, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. Welcome to The Mindful Storyteller, and I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. And today we'll have um, a couple of quotes uh, from Ruth Sawyer. Uh, mentioned her before in previous podcasts. Uh, Ruth Sawyer, who was the author of The Way of the Storyteller, a beautiful book from 1942. Um, so we'll be quoting her and um, another person we have quoted before, uh, the Vietnamese Zen Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, who uh, Ollie and I have been on mindfulness retreats with him as well. Uh, he was a friend of Dr. Martin Luther King's. So we'll be hearing from both Thich Nhat Hanh and Ruth Sawyer today as we talk about um, wholesomeness and storytelling and the wholesome story. Um, as always, we have the Tibetan singing bowl, and it is always an invitation. An invitation when you hear this sound, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as you hear this bell, to come back to presence, to be truly, completely alive in this moment. Here's the bell. stories we tell, let the spoken word be of a compelling and imaginative nature. Let it charm the ears and arrest the mind, to build with perfection and delight, to be in itself worth remembering. But let there be substance equally good. Ruth Sawyer, The Way of the Storyteller, page 156 and 157. Sawyer says that our stories should be substantive. The Zen Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh writes, quote, Seeing that words can create happiness or suffering, I am committed to speaking truthfully, using words that inspire confidence, joy, and hope. Unquote. Are we committed to sharing or ingesting wholesome, substantive stories that speak truthfully and inspire confidence, joy, and hope? How many films have we seen that expose us and our loved ones 
to more horrific violence in the first 15 minutes than anyone should be exposed to in an entire lifetime. Do we ever speak of the value of stories that are wholesome? Do we even utter the word wholesome, except when speaking with irony or in mockery? Many will argue that the term wholesome reeks of some past era, when people practiced outer forms of politeness while subtly, and not so subtly, supporting violently oppressive systems and structures that elevated only a privileged few. Past and current oppression, systemic and otherwise, must be addressed, and in fact, story is a key tool in educating and informing people about such injustices. But need we conflate wholesomeness with oppression? Do people avoid speaking of wholesomeness because it alludes to privilege, or do we avoid the term because it seems naive, absurd, childish? Perhaps we have grown so harshly sardonic that to speak of stories promoting basic goodness, as Ruth Sawyer and Thich Nhat Hanh suggest, is to risk ridicule, to risk being seen as unsophisticated. Speak of the value of wholesome stories, and you may be seen as a simpleton who will think people can be all nicey-nicey. Come on, whoever speaks of wholesomeness as some positive trait and virtue these days? In just one of Thich Nhat Hanh's books, he mentions wholesome 98 times. But then, his thinking was forged through his compassionate, nonviolent efforts at peace and healing within the fire of the Vietnam War. Perhaps someone who has experienced how brutal people can become when their cultures are destroyed and the people are immersed in violence, terror, and war may recognize that wholesomeness is a value that should not be easily dismissed. 98 mentions in one book. Ruth Sawyer says that we need stories that are compelling and imaginative, stories that charm the ear and arrest the mind, delightful tales that are worth remembering, and she adds emphatically, let their substance be equally good. She follows this up by speaking of stories that evoke wonder, highlight daring, and bring laughter. But that is not all. Sawyer also calls for, quote, stories that stir one with an understanding of the true nature of courage, of love, of beauty. Stories that bring our minds to kneel in reverence. Stories that show the tenderness of true mercy, the strength of loyalty, the unmockish respect for what is good." Unquote. In other words, Ruth Sawyer tells storytellers that the wholesome story is needed. Thich Nhat Hanh agrees. Well, the thing, the first thing that came to mind when you were reading this is, like people say, like Pollyanna. That's so Pollyanna, right? You know. Right. And 
so um, through this homeschooling, we've read lots of books. And so I said, well, I'll read Pollyanna, right? <laughs> and because I didn't really know the story. I didn't know. Uh, and we read the book. And then I actually watched, maybe it's a Disney, I don't know. It's a, We watched a, a movie that was made. And I really liked it. I liked the book. <laughs> I liked the story. <laughs> and I can see, you know, obviously I can see what people are saying. Um, that it's overplayed or... Um, Pollyanna positivism, right? Yeah, yeah, Pollyanna positivism. Yeah, and and uh, but it was you know, and you can see you know you can see how people criticize it, but you see there's basic goodness mm-hmm. in that story. It was a good story. It's a great story for younger or yeah, like uh, elementary late elementary age kids. It was a great story, um, and there's there was certainly things that you can learn from that and. But it's pretty much just dismissed, you know, as, right. as I mean, the same thing. I mean, we, you and I really like, um, I mean, I hate to even mention this because I think, but we really like like um, Brady Bunch or Leave it to Beaver. We actually sure. have, we've bought um, seasons of them. We have them on DVD. You yeah. actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at one point we're buying a lot of those things when, we came, when they came out on DVDs and watching them with our kids and you know, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, because there's a lot of good in them, they're kind of wholesome. Right. Uh, although I remember watching a Brady Bunch once, and we're like, what, what, they were talking about uh, a boy, making fun of boys liking dolls or something. And we're like, oh no, we don't, because right, right. our, our boys like dolls. Sure. We don't want, sure. uh, but, but there's a lot of good, certainly mixed with, I mean, mixed with things that I can see that people can criticize, but to criticize and just, so we criticize it so we're just not going to watch it at all, or not going to... Right, a blanket criticism. Right, and then so so then we've got this really harsh realistic stuff, but is it really realistic for everybody? It's not realistic in my life, some of of this really harsh stuff, or in my kids' lives, and I know we've talked about this before. Um, Like, there's a... Yeah, you and I have talked about this, but there, there's just, it's just, um, certainly it's not all negative. It's both and. <laughs> right. There's things that we can get from that, and there's things that we get from other things that might have a little harsher edge to it, too. Um, but just to throw it all out because it's unrealistic or too perfect or something. Right, right. Uh, the, the, um, <clears throat> You know, I think of the the Pollyanna book and probably the movie as well. You know, the idea is that, you know, holding a certain way of thinking and a certain attitude and bringing a certain energy to the situation makes a profound difference. Mm -hmm. That it changes things. And... We have all experienced that when somebody comes in with that great energy field, um, with a, you know, optimistic attitude, despite the contrary evidence, Mm -hmm. um, that that can be transformative. Mm -hmm. And that certainly... um, when there is a defeatist attitude, mm-hmm. when there is that negativity, um, 
that does ensure defeat, right? I mean, you, you, you know, so, so, so there's, there's something to that, uh, just that in itself. And, and, you know, we watch, yeah, whether it's Lever to Beaver or a movie from the 1940s or 1950s or 1930s, and you will see things that are, you know, blatantly racist or sexist in a particular film. Well, my gosh, that's an opportunity to, you know, to talk. I mean, you, you, you talk mm -hmm. about that afterwards. You talk about how that, you know, oh, did you, you know, let's talk about how the, you know, Afri African-Americans were portrayed in that 1930s film. Mm -hmm. And let's think about where we're at today and where we hope to be in the future. At the same time, what is beneficial in that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at, I, I can look at something like Leave it to Beaver and oftentimes I'm seeing things that I think, wow, that's really, you know, that's a pretty good parenting going on there. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember when, um, when I was a young man back in the early 1980s, um, seeing just portrayal after portrayal as, of, of men as, as fathers who were either just vile human beings, <laughs> or, mm -hmm. or they were um, um, incredibly immature, selfish, you know, just womanizing and da-da-da-da, or they were um, the, the, the quote-unquote good dads were mostly, you know, like doofuses, you know, mm -hmm. they, were, they were kind of bumbling fools and idiots, and I thought, well, oh my gosh, can't we have, not perfect models, but some other models out there? And, and so I think that this all is um, part of the challenge. I mean, Thich Han speaks a lot about within us, we have all these potentials, all these seeds. We have anger, we have fear, we have joy, we have kindness, we have integrity, we have silliness, we have jealousy. All these seeds are within us. Mm -hmm. uh, any person I've met has all the seeds, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you get to know them. Mm -hmm. And which ones are we watering? You know, am I watering fear? I mean, my gosh, most of us are taking in a lot of stories that are feeding a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. It might feel mm -hmm. exhilarating in the moment watching these shows, but how much fear are we taking in? And then how much is that fear showing up in regular life, right? And, right. and how much are we watering those seeds of gentleness, those mm. seeds of optimism, those seeds of, of, of goodness? Mm. Right. Mm. Right. When I, I, I've really taken on the word wholesome, I don't know, in the last 10 years or so as like, really try to take it on as positive and try to use it more in my conversations. Um, just because it has, for whatever reason, it has such negative connotations in a lot of times in the circles that we're in, friendship circles and things. And so I've tried to take that on and try to use it um, just in a powerful way. Mm -hmm. Like, like that trying to show the positiveness <laughs> in that word and right. well, well i i mean it was it was such a when i was working on writing up this piece and i looked into um one of Thich Nhat Hanh's books actually i th think it was 
uh, his book called The Heart of the Buddha's Teachings. Mm -hmm. And I just did a search for how many times we're going to see the word wholesome in this book. Mm -hmm. And he's talking a lot about, you know, what is unwholesome? What's watering the wholesome seeds? This is not a man who's in denial about what's wrong in the world. Right. This is a man who was in the throes of the Vietnam War, who has been one of the leaders in speaking for our environment and our need to heal our earth. This is a person who has worked with boat people and the hungry and the oppressed throughout his entire life. Mm-hmm. And so what this particular gentleman is saying is, wow, we need to water those wholesome seeds. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't have a specific quote of him in, in this writing, but he, he speaks of filmmakers. He speaks of what stories do we tell. Mm -hmm. he, he talks about in conversations, what stories are we listening to? Now there's another thing too of, of, of listening to someone's pain and taking that in. So like, I'm not interested in sitting and, and just watching some, um, some, some, some film with graphic violence for, for the sake of entertainment, but I've seen Schindler's List. I've seen The Killing Fields. I've seen um, Saving Private Ryan. I've seen some films that, that show some horrific violence, but in those cases, I'm watching those films not to water, not to entertain myself and not to water, uh, um, hopefully not to water seeds of fear, although maybe those get watered a bit in this process, but to water seeds of compassion. You know, how do we prevent another World War II? How do we prevent the rise of another Nazi regime? How, you know, these are things that have happened. These are things that are happening. And, and so I think, too, there is a balance. My gosh, I wouldn't just want to be watching those intense, you know, films that deal with the roughness and the nitty-grittiness of life. Yeah, I'm watching those, but... Boy, between each of those, I'm watching a lot of films that are, you know, that are that are reminding me of um, the power of 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 of, of what, what the Buddhists call, you know, kind of honoring our Buddha nature, our good heart, you know, mm -hmm. that what, what what in the Christian tradition they call being children of God, being like being people who are who are trying to uplift and people who are trying to bring loving kindness mm -hmm. and compassion and gentleness mm -hmm. and gentleness. Right. You know, I'm thinking of uh, the film Because of Winn-Dixie. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. You know, and to, to deny that wholesomeness as real mm -hmm. is, I think, to... denigrate and belittle who we are as human beings and 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 because it is real and even in those who were engaged in some of the not so great stuff because none of us were all this mixed bag and and so i guess that's part of as a storyteller um 
yeah, I want to share those stories. I, lo I love what Tick.Han says. I am committed to speaking truthfully using words that inspire confidence, joy, and hope. Those are seeds worth watering. Yeah. Right. Well, I think when just the way you're talking, I'm thinking of um, Mr. Rogers. We've mentioned mm. Mr. Rogers before, but just the epitome of wholesomeness and what he was putting out there. And he was, his, his, his TV programs. And I mean, that was his mission was to have good quality, but also very kind and gentle uh, adults. <laughs> so kids could see that and uh, where are the helpers? I mean, that's uh, Mr. Rogers. And, but we know how much he's been mocked <laughs> and made fun of. But also, I mean, I knew so many people because they just had the, um, in the last year or two, documentary about him and so many people have loved that documentary and just like and I've talked with so many people about that and because there's something there we all know there's something true and real and good and gentle in his spirit and what he was trying to do and people feel good about that um and I know you and I we I think we're becoming more and more convinced that to do good in the world you have to um, have that positive outlook. You have to be, um, be able to see the good that's out there and, and to feel good <laughs> for us to be, have trans, us to be able to transform things. We can't just be, um, just centered around what's wrong. We need to center around what's right. And I think part of that is watering those wholesome seeds in us. To be able, and, and having all those wholesome stories um, in, like you said, in combination with some of making sure we're educated about what's out there. But that needs to be a small part of, we need to know what's out there, but we, but a larger part means we, we need to be feeling the positivity in us and the hopefulness and for what our future can be because when we just go out there and we start telling people about all the negatives <laughs> we're not going to get people on our side for wanting to make real social change we need to s s be able to talk about what's good out there and how we can make more good and part of that comes from yeah watering our wholesome seeds yeah, there's, uh, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of a, um, of a, of a recent podcast we did on a different podcast series called Fresh Green Blessings. Mm -hmm. And if anybody wants to look it up, it's the Fresh Green Blessings. And, and in this one, we're, we're, um, th this one, it's, it's, we're talking about, um, Buddhism and Christianity and, and this one's called, uh, it comes from, um, the Gospel of Mark. Uh, chapter 6 verses 1 through 6. So if you want to listen to that one because it talks about the outer teacher and inner teacher of Buddhism that there's an outer teacher and it Anytime we want to try to do anything good in the world. It's It's not about Me changing you or you changing me. It's about What can we can we awaken that? Uh, what the Buddhists call bodhicitta, that good heart in the other. Mm -hmm. Can we awaken that 
Um, or, or, or maybe we, maybe there's just the right word that's going to help that because it's about, it's always about self-transformation. It's about, my learning is about my self-transformation and, and whatever teachers I have, you know, whether it's, you know, in a college or a friend or anywhere else, that teaching is always this dance between the student and the teacher and it doesn't happen when you, you know, you, you, you don't, you know, you just don't bash someone over the head to get, to get something into them. It's, it's always an interaction. It's always that. And, and so again, if we can awaken for ourselves that sense of where is that which, which, is whole? Where is that which is healing? Where is that which is loving? Where is that which is kind? And if we can, if we have stories that awaken warmth and kindness and caring and, and not being blind to what's wrong in the world, but if we can open to those things, then I think, at least for me, it gives me the opportunity to start looking inside and, you know, it's like, and to say, oh, here's a little bit of kindness in me that, <laughs> that can come out. Here's, here's a little bit of gentleness. I'm not always gentle, but here's a little bit of gentleness in me that, that, can, that can begin to blossom. Here's a, here's a bit of... Uh, You know, here's a bit of compassion that can that can start to flower or blossom. Um, yeah, I. It's fine. Some people say, you know what, this word wholesome, I can't go there. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's fine. But but I I guess that's my or our message is is to at least invite people to reflect on that. Um, for us, um, for Chik Nhat Hanh, um, we've come to a place where we just feel like this has value, deep value. And from my limited perspective, it, it, it speaks to me of, as I look around and I see all the, all the pain and all the anger and all the hurt and all the kind of the ways that we're closed and tight and hard. It speaks to me of, of something that's needed. Right. I was going to add one more short thing is like, if that word bothers you, then let's use some synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying for that word. So gentleness and kindness and compassionate and you know just 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 choose some synonyms you don't need don't need to use that word that word could if it does doesn't feel good to you use some different words right and if it does feel good use it <laughs> <laughs> either way it's fine
You may have encountered wholesome stories through films, books, or conversations with family and friends. Recall a wholesome tale that touched you and watered beneficial seeds in your spirit. Take time to reflect on the story. What did you learn from it? How did it touch you? What details stand out? What brings this particular tale to mind? Think of a wholesome story that you might want to share. It might be a story from your own life. Maybe it's one that you've read or heard from a friend. It might be a story that you've often reflected on. Perhaps it's one that just popped up. Muse on this tale. What details stand out? Why not share it with someone? I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to the Mindful Storyteller.